Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. Website can be found at scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to support this mission of truth, and that's where you find the archives, blog posts, and other uh, interesting things. Today, we are resuming our study in the Gospel according to Mark. In fact, we're going to be finishing the Gospel of Mark today by reading chapters 15 and 16. Last week we read about the betrayal of Jesus and uh, standing before the Sanhedrin and then Peter uh, denying Christ and the cock crowing and that whole scenario. And today uh, Mark is going to talk about how Jesus was brought before Pilate then crucified and then rose again. So that is what is on the agenda for this morning. Probably not a lot of commentary from me this morning. So just open up your hearts and let the Word of God speak to you. I'll be reading from the King James Bible. Let's begin. Mark chapter 15, verse 1. And straight away in the morning, the chief priest held a consolation with the elders and the scribes and the whole council and bound Jesus and carried him away and delivered him to Pilate. And Pilate asked him, Are thou king of the Jews? And he answering said unto him, Thou sayest it. Thou sayest it. And the chief priest accused him of many things, but Pilate answered nothing. And Pilate asked him again, saying, Answerest thou nothing? Behold, how many things they witness against thee. But Jesus answered nothing, so that Pilate marveled. Now at the feast he released unto them one prisoner, whomsoever they desired. And there was one named Barabbas, which lay bound with them, that had made insurrection with him, who had committed murder in the insurrection. And the multitude crying aloud began to desire him to do as he had ever done unto them. But Pilate answered them, saying, Will ye that I release unto you the king of the Jews? For he knew that the chief priests had delivered him for envy. But the chief priests moved the people that he should rather release Barabbas unto them. And Pilate answered and said again unto them, What will ye then that I shall do unto him, whom you call the king of the Jews? And they cried out again, Crucify him. Then Pilate said unto them, Why, what evil hath he done? And they cried out more exceedingly, Crucify him. And so Pilate, willing to content the people, released Barabbas unto them and delivered Jesus when he had scourged him to be crucified. And the soldiers led him away into the hall called Praetorium. And they called together the whole band, and they clothed him with purple and plaited a crown of thorns and put it about his head. And they began to salute him, Hail, King of the Jews! And they smote him on the head with a reed, and did split upon him, and blowing, bowing their knees, worshipped him. And when they had mocked him, they took off the purple from him, and put his own clothes on him, and led him out to crucify him. And they beheld one Simon, compelled one Simon, a Crinerian, who passed by, coming out of the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to bear his cross. And they bring him unto the place Golgotha, which is being interpreted the place of the skull. 
and they gave him to drink wine mingled with myrrh, but he received it not. And when they had crucified him, they parted his garments, casting lots upon them that every man should take. Please note, what's interesting, and I think, and I'll point out some more instances as we go through this, clearly these people, they know there's something to Jesus, right? They know there's something about him, that the power of God is upon him. They've seen him perform miracles and healings, and especially the religious Jewish leaders. I mean, they've seen him heal. They've seen him do all these miraculous things. In fact, many of the reasons they were angry is because he would do some of these things on the Sabbath. Here, I mean, you would never, like, uh, part somebody's garments and, like, draw straws to see who gets what piece of, a, of of just a normal common thief or something that would be crucified, right? Like, who cares? What's their clothes worth? But they know there's something to this guy, even though they were mocking him and spitting on him and beating him. It's so mind-boggling. Because here in verse 24 it says, And they crucified him. And they that had crucified him, they parted his garments, casting lots upon them, what every man should take. That's kind of, kind of interesting. Let's continue on. And it was the third hour, and they crucified him. And a superscription of the accusation was written over the king of the Jews. And with him they crucified two thieves, the one on his right hand and the other on his left hand. And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, He was numbered with the transgressors. Please note real quick, when it says the scripture was fulfilled, that he was numbered with the transgressors, what prophecy are we talking about? It comes from the book of Isaiah. So Isaiah chapter 53 verse 12 says, Therefore I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sins of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. So that's the prophecy that Mark is alluding to that Jesus fulfilled right there because he was uh, you know, put on a cross and crucified next to two thieves, right? Two criminals. Verse 29, And they passed by and railed on him, wagging their heads and saying, Oh, thou that destroyest the temple and buildest it in three days. Save thyself and come down from the cross. I wonder if they were remembering that mockery, you know, many years later when the Romans came in and burned the temple to the ground and massacred countless people in the streets and blood was running through the streets and every stone of that temple was torn down and raided. I wonder if they thought back to that mockery right there where they were wagging their heads and, and making, oh, you who destroys the temple and you're going to build it again in three days. Uh, look at you now. Continuing on, save thyself and come down from the cross. Verse 31. Likewise also, the chief priests mocking said among themselves with the scribes, he saved others, himself he cannot save. Again, please note, they're acknowledging, hey, we watched him heal people. We watched him do these things for other people, but he can't save himself. How could they? They know that he is of God, 
It's just they, like Jesus said, are of their father, the devil. Their concern is only about position and power and authority over the people and their wealth. They don't really care about God or God or the things of God. They know Jesus has to be of God or he wouldn't be able to do the things that he's done. Continuing on, verse 33. And when the sixth hour was come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, Elo, Elo, Lama, Sap, Sabakathanani, which is being interpreted, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And some of them stood by, when they heard it, said, Behold, he calleth for Elias. And one ran and filled a sponge full of vinegar and put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink, saying, Let alone, let us see whether Elias will come to take him down. Again, please note, if they don't think there's anything to him, if they don't think that Jesus is of God, then why are they saying, Hey, wait a second, wait a second, let's see if Elijah actually comes and rescues him. You would never think that if this was just some common thief, some common criminal. Verse 37, And Jesus cried with a loud voice and gave up the ghost, and the veil of the temple was rent in twain from top to bottom. And when the centurion, which stood over against him, saw that he so cried out and gave up the ghost, he said, Truly, this man was the Son of God. There also was there were also women looking on afar off, among whom was Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James, the less and of Joseph's of Joseph and Salome, who also, when was in Galilee, followed him and ministered unto him, and many other women which came up with him from Jerusalem, came up with him unto Jerusalem. And now, when the evening was come, because it was the preparation that is the day before the Sabbath. Joseph of Armethia, an honorable counselor, which also waited for the kingdom of God, came and went into bodily unto Pilate and craved the body of Jesus. And Pilate marveled if he were already dead, and calling unto him the centurion and asked whether he had been in any while dead. And when he knew it of the centurion, he gave the body to Joseph. And he brought fine linen and took him down and wrapped him in the, in the linen and laid him in the sepulcher, which was hewn out of the rock, and rolled a stone unto the door of the sepulcher. And Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of Joseph beheld where he was laid. Chapter 16, 20 more verses, dealing with the resurrection of Jesus. And when the Sabbath was passed... Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome had brought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came unto the sepulchre at the rising of the sun. And they said among themselves, Who shall roll us away the stone from the door of the sepulchre? And when they looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away, for it was very great. And entering into the sepulchre, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a long white garment, and they were frightened. And he saith unto them, Be not affrighted. Ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. But go your way, and tell his disciples and Peter that he goeth before you unto Galilee. There shall you see him, 
as he said unto you. And they went out quickly and fled from the sepulchre, for they were trembled and were amazed. Neither said anything to any man, for they were afraid. Now when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. Please note that verse right there. Some modern translations, some modern apostate Bibles try to say, well, that's not found in the oldest of manuscripts. And of course, I've been over this before and we've talked in the past and there's podcasts uh, on the website about the King James Bible and about why we read from the King James. Long story short, they're unreliable manuscripts that don't even agree with each other on just about anything. And yet, that's what a lot of modern translations want to use because they say, well, it's the oldest manuscript. So here's the interesting thing, is this very verse is also quoted by the church fathers who were disciples of the disciples, like Irenaeus and Hippolytus quote that verse. So clearly it happened and clearly it belongs in the Bible. Uh, Anyway, that's a different discussion for another time. The verse I'm referring to is the one I just read when it says, verse 9, Chapter 16, verse 9. Now when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. And she went and she told him that he had been, that she had been with him, and they mourned and wept. And they, when they had heard that he was alive and had been seen of her, believed not. After that he appeared in another form unto two of them as they walked and they went into the country. And they went and told it to the residue, neither believed they them. Afterward he appeared unto the eleven, as they sat at meat, and unbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. And he said this unto them, Go you into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. By the way, you want to know what your purpose in life is? Right here it is. This is what God wants his children to do. Go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Your job is to live for God. It's that simple. Continue on, verse 16. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick. And they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following Amen. And that, my friends, is the Gospel of Mark. I hope that you've been blessed by it. Um, we've, I think we've covered just about every... Well, I have covered all the Gospels at one point, except in the current format or in the current... Or in more current times, I've only covered Mark, Matthew, and Luke... The first one I ever did was actually the Gospel of John, but it was many, many years ago. And so there's a good chance uh, that we're that we're going to go back and redo John um, and add it with uh, the collection of Gospels that we've that we've done so far. Uh, so I'm kind of kicking that idea around. Um, 
I think that would be a good thing to do. And then we can have, and I'll have all four gospels kind of where I want them. I also wasn't really happy with the first round of the gospel of John. It was many, many years ago and I've grown much since then and learned much since then. And so uh, it'd be nice to, to kind of go back through that again with a little more wisdom. And so that's probably what we'll start as of next week. Also starting next week uh, is the tour portion. The tour schedule, reading schedule starts over. And so I'm strongly considering going back through that again this year like we did uh, a year ago. Uh, we didn't do it this past year, but the year before that we went through the whole tour portion schedule. And I'll explain what all that is if you've never heard anyone mention that before. I'll explain what that is and why we do it uh, next week. So that is kind of what's on the future agenda. I want to thank all of you who pray for the podcast. I really need your prayers. Um, it's getting harder and harder to do these things. There's a lot more opposition and not just from the world as far as censorship and those kinds of things are concerned, but just spiritual opposition, right? And uh, so be praying for me that I would receive wisdom from God about how to continue to proceed to do this ministry. I also want to thank those of you who support it financially. It couldn't happen without you. And so those of you who donate through PayPal, the Patreon subscribers, you make all the difference. So thank you so much. I hope that this work continues to bless you for many, many more years. Um, but... More than that, I hope that the that our Messiah would return, that the sky would open up today, and we hear a trumpet blast today. Come quickly, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Maranatha, there is nothing more that we should desire than the coming of Christ, the coming of Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach. That's our, that's, that's our, that should be our great longing, our blessed hope, not the things of this wicked world. Peace and grace be with all of you, and until next time, God bless.